Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Say what needs to be said. It's your host, your big dog, Asante, Mr. Pick Six Samuel. Ugh, Super Bowl, baby. Big guns. Y'all hey. see, you got big guns out. Got my co-host, you know, Mr. EP, LT, hey. Mr. EP The Truth, Patterson. We in the building. You see him hey, stunting with the with the swag on, got a swag, swag surfing on there, you know what I mean? Got it going. Hey, it's on, Super, Bowl it week. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl, Bowl week. week. Who y'all got? <laughs> Who gonna pull it off? Is it possible that Brock Purdy out play? Uh Patrick Mahomes? Hmm, man. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about all that good stuff. But first and foremost, if y'all didn't hear the last episode or the last conversation we had, I talked about Andy Reid. And Donovan McNabb, the relationship they had uh, and I've seen and things like that. And, you know, the media, they're always they're always going to take things and present it the way they want it presented. They want clickbait. They want it to sound the way they want it to sound. And I, don't, I just don't want people to take my stories and my experiences the wrong way. You know what I mean? This is That's all this is. My stories, my experiences, and what I've seen. I'm, I'm letting you all in on the backside of things in the football world. You know what I mean? And, and, and. And all of us retired players, all of us retired players can look back at our career, including me, and look at tons of things we could done, have done better. You know what I mean? A lot of things I could have done better as a football player. A lot of things Manav can have done better. A lot of things EP can have done better. You know what I mean? Yep. So don't 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 look at this as a is you know I'm I'm trying to single someone out. You know what I mean? I'm just telling my experiences and my story. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, so, and and you're more than welcome. Let's let's make sure they all know you're welcome for anybody to come refute or explain their story from their part. Like we 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 not shying away from them coming in and saying, "Nah, the Sante, that ain't how it was. This is what I was thinking." You know what I'm saying? So we open to that at all times. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? We can we can debate it all. We can debate it out any time of the day, any week, any month, any time of the year. We can debate it out. You know that's. That's what I'm about. I'm an open book. I'm not here to just bash and think I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. But, you know, so, um, yeah, that's what was going on. So let's get into it. Donovan McNabb, right? So if y'all haven't seen or haven't heard, Hugh Douglas responded to my comments about McNabb. And, of course, he said, because, you know, Sante going to say what needs to be said. And I come with facts. I don't I don't really tell lies and things like that. So he said um, there is some truth in what Sante said. But. Asante's job was to help Donovan become a better quarterback instead of running upstairs, in his opinion. You know what I mean? So he's basically saying some of the things I said was true, which we all know, you know, uh, my stories, I ain't really coming with no, no flack on it. But it wasn't really predicated towards McNabb. McNabb just so happened to be the quarterback and the person that was quarterback in that team, you know. So the, the the story was really predicated towards Andy Reid. But with all that saying, being said, Mr. Hugh Douglas, you know what I mean? I, I, you know I'm down for a good debate, brother. <laughs> Listen, that's what this whole story is about. It was about me not being able to, to will myself into the people, into the organization the way I needed to. Because when, that's what, when, when I wanted to say things and I asked around, I asked players about, you know, what's up with me now and why we can't. And, and, uh, Everybody would tell me, you know, you got to back off that. You can't really attack them. You know, you can't say say too much. So that's what kind of led me up to to have to go say something like that. Yes, I 
That was the first thing I was trying to do. Help the situation. Help him be better. Help help this team see what I seen with the greatest ever. I guess people didn't realize that was the, he was the greatest ever. You understand what I'm saying? No, no, that's why I said it was the first time and the only time I ever went upstairs and asked the coach to help reprimand a player, help discipline a player, help this player become more accurate, help this player help us win that big game, what we want you to do. We want to win for the city. You know what I mean? And Hugh Douglas, he knows how he knows I am. Everywhere I go, anywhere in the world, that's just my personality. I'm going to command my environment. I, you, want, you will hear me. It will be a big, big production, but it's for the better. I'm here to make everyone around us better. You know what I mean? I'm here. Right. I'm a leader, and naturally. So that's why these type of stories come up, because I wanted to make everyone better. And you know what? On defense, you does this. You know this. You know, and thank, thank God, Brian Dawkins, you know, shout out to the legend himself, Brian Dawkins. Thank God Brian Dawkins was an awesome guy and an awesome leader, and we didn't clash heads because like i said i'm loud um i command my environment and he just everybody played their role he didn't have a problem we didn't clash heads but i still didn't understand why we couldn't reprimand the quarterback why every time i'm trying to say something to the offense or the offensive coordinator and and the quarterback they're telling me to calm down and we all know Mr. Brett Veach, the good GM that Kansas City got right now, holding it down with uh, Andy Reid and, and Rick Bokhalter. Rick Bokhalter. Y'all don't know Rick, uh, the GM, the G, uh, sorry, not the GM. Brett, Brett Veach is GM. Rick Bokhalter, right. whatever. Don't, oh, I keep messing up that name. <laughs> I'm just going to say Rick. <laughs> right. Rick. You know what you're talking about. Hey, yeah. Uh, so Rick, if y'all don't know, he is the trainer. Let me tell you, let me still explain y'all a little story. Rick is the trainer. He was a trainer for the uh, for the for the Eagles, and he's the trainer now for Kansas City. That was my therapist. That was my therapist on the team. He knows everything that goes. He knows all the secrets. He knows how Andy feels. He knows everything. So I would go. I don't have to do all the extra meetings and play uh, special teams and things like that. So I would go into the locker room, me and Shady and all of us, and I would be talking to Rick. Asking these questions, man, and everybody understood the type of player I was and and the type of leader I was, and I just and, and everybody would tell me the same story. So I, I got to understand. And Rick Rick held me down, man, because he understood I couldn't understand this. But the defense. Let me get back to that defense. Like I said, the one thing I did do and I was able to do. Not saying that the defense was bad or anything like that, but I like to compete. I have to compete. And a lot of teams do this now, but I wasn't raising it in the NFL like that. So when we're doing our defensive plays out there, the, the objective was the, the scout team offense to throw the ball kind of directly to us. And we didn't really have to compete to make the plays. We can't do this. I'm playing against Peyton Manning. I'm used to playing against Peyton Manning and Marvin Harris. So we got them this week. And you're talking about you just going to throw me the ball because you want to build my confidence? No, I need the guy in front of me to act like Marvin Harris and come try to whoop my ASS. Right. So those were some of the things, you know, on the defensive side I was able to do. But on the offensive side, you know, I'm I'm just the just the new guy. I don't, I'm not trying to rub too many people wrong and things like that. Uh, so, right. you know, that's kind of how it went. And that's what that was about. It was all about trying to make McNabb better. He is a great athlete, a great player. He could have been that much greater, though, if we was able to, uh, you know, just push him a little bit, challenge him more. 
just things like that, you know. And and, and I guess he wouldn't have to be so protective. That's what it was, you know. Right. Um. Right. I don't know if you've seen the comments, brother. You heard Hugh Douglas yeah. respond. I heard Hugh Douglas response, and um, like you said, he's gonna agree. He agreed with the antics that was going on with um McNabb at the time. He's not arguing that at all. The only thing that I'm thinking, like it was kind of shady for Hugh to say, because it was out of context, was like as if you're running up to the coach and tell the coach, like telling on him. And I don't think that was the case at all. You you assess right. the environment, what was going on. He's the pre Madonna. You can't hardly correct them, right? Second of all, that was my choice. last option. I had no other right. choice. That was my last option. I'm going to this player. I'm going to this Lido. I got I got Lido. I got Sheldon Brown. I got Brian Dawkins. I ain't really saying too much about Brian Dawkins. You know what I mean? You just got to watch Brian. He's a leader by example. You ain't he don't have to say anything. But you know, finish right. though. I was going up to those right. people and trying to express my feelings. Right. So you're trying to you 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 in the background. I don't know why it's bothering you much. Probably because you're a leader yourself. And you're coming from a different pedigree with the New England Patriots on how y'all practice and compete every day. So you're trying to, so you like, you assess it like, you know what? I'm not going to go up here and tell McNabb to his face, you know, he he sucks or this, this, this. I only want to start that. Let me go to the leadership. Coach, maybe it's the, are y'all telling, are y'all telling him to give us the ball or like, what's the environment going on? And the coach telling you, hey, Sante, Deuce, you do it. You set the tone. You set the environment. And you like Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So but, Andy Reid's trying to tell you to do it. And you like, I, 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 I'm just here to play. I want to hear the coordinate practice. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a little bit of difference, discrepancy on why you ended up in Coach Reed's office. So that's, that's Yeah, that's, and I, it's like, that's what I'm saying. He's saying, you do it. Why am I going up there? Yeah, man, it's, I went up there because I had no other resorts. Last resort. Last thing that I figured I can do. I wasn't getting nowhere, and I wanted to win. I was blessed, and I was happy this team played, paid me, and I wanted to win. And that was probably a lot of the reasons why we, we came up short a lot of the times. You know what I mean? But, hey, but answer this question for me. Yeah. If, 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 even if you did what he was saying to do, what do you actually tell me now? Like, how do you coach him up like he's a quarterback you're a db what are you know what i'm saying like what are you that's like the running back coming to just say the running back is the leader team i play a dn right. hey ep when you rush that pass in practice man i need you to not and i'm like you the running back so what is he expecting the cornerback on the team to tell donovan McNabb? that's what i'm saying they, i guess they want me to scream and then when i do it when i do be myself and i hey man complete that ball what you doing don't make me come out there and pick it. It's like they, hey, calm down. Don't don't say that to McNabb. Don't you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, who is supposed to say something? If I'm not gonna say if you, if I can't say it loud and be myself, who do I go to to express my desires and things that I feel as a leader that need to be done? Who will help me enforce these things if I can't say anything? You know, and um, it was just a give hard me, task. Give me this example. Take the same scenario in the Patriots and Tom Brady's over there and you're on defense and you come out and you're like, oh, y'all taking it easy today. Y'all ain't working today. What is Tom Brady's reaction? Man, Tom Brady, right? you got me effed up. He finna show you, all right, son. And then he gonna throw five passes right at you, complete all five <laughs> and show you that they working. You know what I mean? And then, and other thing too, we got two different 
black quarterbacks in, in the Eagles at the same time that I was able to experience. Able to experience. And, you know, I'm not trying to com uh, compare and, and do all those things, but, you know, it was a different vibe with Mike with Mike Vick back there. You know, Mike, not not the vocal person like Donovan McNabb is, isn't himself either. So, you know, it was, you know, it was uh, two different experiences, though. And everybody was waiting to see oh, Mike play. Oh, Mike, Mike. Mike got back there. Boy, excited. Well, I was just amazed for Mike, though. I was amazed at Mike how he was able to get out of, of prison and still have all his fast twitch muscles, his arm. It was as if he was training in prison or something. You know, Mike was Mike. I hadn't met Mike before. And like I said, uh, you know, no shots, but I said, me and Mike, Kiafa, my wife, everybody's still friends. You know, I, I tried to reach out with Donovan and stuff, and we couldn't, you know, everybody couldn't connect like that. And I'm and, sure his wife would have loved to connect, you know what I mean? But who knows? And then with Mike Vick, what I was so surprised about, he's like a superstar, right? Like dynamic superstar in the Eagles, starting quarterback. He was so poised. He just, right. he's just like, he never got to him. Like he was, he, he was so humble. Even at your party three weeks ago, a month ago at this point. Yeah. I'm standing by the bar and Mike Vick, he's, he looked at me like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Mike. I'm like, boy, I know who you are. <laughs> What's you know? up, man? You know, such and such. We That's a cool man. person, right? <laughs> right. Like, like you said, prime himself at the party. I'm sorry to bring my, my homeboy up, man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say no names. So my homeboy, one of my homeboys, he did like 14 years in prison. Mike don't know, you know what I mean? He ain't dressed like none of us. He looks like he's a, uh, you know, from a different place and atmosphere and things like that. And he's sitting there, Mike just, Mike just holding the best conversation. Of of my homeboy life he having with, with Michael Vick right there. He can't believe it. He's having such a great conversation. I gotta go stop the conversation because he's talking my ear off and he's gonna talk everybody off. So I gotta come tap him on the shoulder. But that's the type of person Mike is. That's the type of player, athlete he is. And I'm you know, I want you to understand that that stuff affects your team, the dialogue, the chemistry, and, and things like that. So uh, you know, right. just a little insight of what was going on and things was happening behind the scenes and yeah, I was the leader. People came and got me. They came and got me when things wasn't right. When 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 the reporters, you know, we don't want certain reporters in the in the in the facilities or in the locker room. When when the coach is acting crazy, we don't we think we're getting overworked. Well, the training the training might be too much. They come get me, and I'm, I guess I'm always the bad guy. And I go speak up. I didn't never mind doing those things because I thought that's what it was about. So it never affected me. Where a lot of people might be timid to speak up and say things and uh things like that. But, man, I love I Philly, man. I had a great time in Philly, Market Street and South Street and all them places. Uh, don't make me uh, remember. But uh, I, I just wish Philly. we could have won that Super Bowl in Philly. Man, I wanted that Super Bowl in Philly, man. Damn. That would have been huge. I was there. I became an Eagles fan for, like, four years. Yeah. Like, I was up hey, there a lot. Funny story, Philly. funny story. When I was at the Eagles, I'm still trying to get my homeboy. I forgot what year he had stopped playing, but I'm telling Howie, I was like, uh, you got some players? You thinking about? I was like, yeah. My homeboy, Elton Patterson, he get off the edge. Boy, he turned that toe. Look him up. He looked him up. Son, this guy's four or five years old. What? What? What am I doing? I was like, oh, my bad. That messed up my GM experience right there. Howie was depending on me to bring him some new, fresh talent. And here I am. Dang, that was my chance to be in the gym right there. Here's, here's the story behind that, though. How about this? So, 
first of all, yes, it's real. Knowing people are being connected is 100% real. I'm like, Zunt, I've been out to leave about two years. You don't got in Philly. You the man. Hey, man, get me on. You like, all right, yeah, I go talk to Howie. So then Howie go look up my stuff. Dante, he ain't played in like two I years. Tell you, who's man, give this me guy you sending me? He's a seventh round pick, <laughs> barely played. And I, he, I was like, oh, you're right. Damn. That's when I learned, right? Hey. There. I had to learn this being like, God dang it, EP, trying to look out for the homies, you know what I mean? Messing up my chance to be a, a future GM for the Philadelphia Eagles. God, but it was it. like it was like year six of us being in the league. And you would have caught me about year three, though. He would have been like, Oh, yeah, I guarantee he would have brought me in like year three, right? When I was leaving Cincinnati. I agree the house, man. Two years out. It was cool. Like, Shout but out hey, to Howie, the mere man. fact that I was I was mentioned. That did enough for me. Like, oh, he, he responded for real. Dang, yeah. all right, cool, cool. <laughs> shout out to Howie, man. Howie, a real one, man. But yeah, man. Shout out to Donovan McNabb, man. I seen pictures of you. I seen clips up of you at the Super Bowl. You looking good. Look like you're doing well, man. Shout out to you, man. Hope all is well. Hope everybody's doing good. I know we go through things in life. We're in retired mode. We have bills. We have debt. We have all type of issues. We have uh family issues. We have friends, and you know. So I'm glad to see everybody. Uh, doing good and, and and working their way out of things and and looking good. Shot Donovan, man, he's looking good. Hey, I can give you but, a quick story about. I can give you a quick story about Hugh Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Let's come back. Let's come back to uh, Hugh Douglas. Come back to Hugh Douglas. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's touch go. on. Let's touch on. Um, let's touch on Zay Flowers real quick. Y'all ain't heard. You know, uh, he's been investigated. You know, for some for allegedly some domestic violence stuff and things like that. I just want to touch on it because I like to say and I like to help. Uh, uh, help the young ones out and hope hope they receive my message and hear my mes- message, man. And it's not worth it. Then you you get caught up in situations and you think that uh that Punani man is good and and he, he thinks she's fine and all that stuff. And you caught up in that that life and you you think he could control. You think they're faithful to you. You think they're down or a ride or die. That woman, you know what I mean. It's usually that's some of the times or even a family and things like that. You gotta know how to be the the bigger person in the situation, the calm, the calmer head to figure out the resolution, to 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 figure out the solution. And I think that's the you know something that Zay Flowers needed to hear. You know, hopefully nothing transpired that was too too damaging uh, to either parties. And um, he learns from this experience and make better decisions. One thing Bill Belichick always say in the offseason: got to stay from away from P-U-S-S-Y, Alcohol and the D word, D R U G S. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. Stay away from those right. three things in the off season. Um, of course, it's going to always be some casualties and some people going down. And, um, uh, you know, let's just look, let's just try to do better. Super Bowl. We got the Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, baby. Super Bowl week. Let's tell y'all what a Super Bowl week is like. You get there on like Monday or Tuesday. And everything is just laid out for you. Everything is lavish. Everything is, is first class. You're like a movie star. Every, in the hallways, pictures. You might see 50 Cent. You might see Lil Wayne. You might see, you might see Taylor Swift. You might see Snoop Dogg. Ain't no telling who you're going to see. It's just good vibes and fun, you know. And, um, yeah, me and my brother, we got some Super Bowl experiences. We, uh. We have captured together. and We've been to together. Right. Let's uh let's talk about one of our Super Bowl experiences, brother. Uh, 
Lead us into right. one of our Super Bowl experiences. I would say when I was with the Jaguars, active player with the Jaguars, um, probably my most active year, you guys had the Patriots had the Super Bowl. I think it was 04. Was that your Super Bowl first one, I think? Well, it was the 03 season, 04 Super Bowl, then the 04 season, 05 right. Super Bowl. So Okay, I, so it was that. the 03. When you got, either way, you played in my home stadium with the Jaguars. It was in Jacksonville. It I was cold as shit. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why they chose Jacksonville to host the Super Bowl. I don't think they've been back there since, but it was lit. Like, hey, you coming over for the Super Bowl? You coming over to the apartment? You probably over at my place every break you got, right? Then right. I remember when you talked about Dad pops the last seat, the last episode. He came over. He was <laughs> he came over to my to my town home. So it's like a home Super Bowl party. And we just had a blast the whole weekend. I had guys come over from Tallahassee. I had Big Trav Walker come over. Um, Antoine Allen, my homeboy, came over. We just had a blast that whole week of Super Bowl. And it was like my dog out there playing. And one of the things I remember is you was like, hey, I got us a limousine after the game. So right after mm -hmm. the game, EP, I was like, hey, I can come to the game, son. He's like, no, boy, you can't have none of my tickets. Just meet me after the game. <laughs> I'm selling my tickets. You ain't getting none of them tickets, boy. Them <laughs> tickets worth about, boy, five racks, boy. You can't get this $1,000 ticket. You crazy? <laughs> so we you had a good out. time, man. We we got in that limo. We was riding. You know, it was just a great experience. And y'all actually won. You know what I'm saying? So, so let, me, that was let me tell you the funny. So why do I have a story for every situation? How does that happen? How do I have a story for every occasion? So now right. I'm young. I'm happy. I'm in the Super Bowl, I'm I'm the star quarterback on the team. We just defeated Terrell Owens and once again Donovan McNabb. We talking about Donovan McNabb, and he happens to fit the story. And then y'all remember T.O. going off on him about that uh, game and things like that, saying he was throwing up. I don't know. Ain't had nothing to do with me. I was on the other side of the ball. You know what I mean? Okay. Putting it down. But we was victorious. We won that game. We locked a lot. You know, I did my job. I think T.O. had about three catches, thirty yards or twenty-five yards. Real quick, short pass. That was it. He got a bunch on the other side. My boy ran the gate. Dang! Ran the gate, man. On that broke leg. T.O. got some hard, boy. T.O. got some hard, boy. He was out there on the broke leg. But we, after we win the game, here goes the story. After we win the game, my agent's friend gives me a cigar. Like a real Cuban, one of them real cigars. I'm not a cigar, man. I don't really smoke cigars. Never really did. But that night, I was anxious to smoke the cigar. And <laughs> we met in back of the limo, get in the car right after the game. Season's over. I'm happy. I don't have to go play football and work, and I'm, I, I'm off. I, I can relax. So now the season's over, and I'm, 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 in the, I'm in the limo, and I'm puffing on the gar. I'm puffing on the gar. All you cigar smokers out there, I, you tell me. I don't really know, but you're supposed to just puff and blow it out. But not me. I'm puffing in. Mm, I'm sucking all that cigar, all that Cuban cigar right up in me. Nicotine, all that. All, 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 every, every last bit of it. It's getting all right, in my bloodstream. When I say in my bloodstream so strong, man, after about 10 minutes, we ride through clubs. Hey, let's hit this spot. Let's hit this spot. I'm like, y'all, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm feeling dizzy, nauseous, and I can't physically get up out of the seat. It's like I'm just stuck on the seat. And I missed every party. They pulled up with my limousine at the club, jumped out, 
each spot, it was about three or four clubs, and had a great time. And I sat in the limousine every time. I it's like I couldn't build up the the energy, the strength just to make it out of the limo to make it to the party. But that was a that was a crazy experience in in in, in Jacksonville. It was just cold. It was. It was, it was super cold. It was, cold. It was super awkwardly cold. cold. It was awkwardly cold that weekend. But do you think it had something to do with? First of all, inhaling the cigar. I didn't have one. I, I didn't smoke cigars. So don't ever I, inhale your cigar. I, I'm not a professional cigar smoker, especially kids. Stay away from that stuff. But if you knew to smoking cigars and things like that, my advice to you: do not inhale it. <laughs> you will be uh, you be somewhere you don't want to be. Trust me. Have you have you smoked one since? That uh, I would I run from them. I'm scared of them. And don't bring that stuff around me. No way. No do you think way. It was, now, do you think it was like part of you being dehydrated? Like you had just played the game. I, that man. was definitely part of it. I didn't have no energy, no, no liquids in my system. And so my muscles, I was fatigued. But in my mind, it didn't really matter. I wasn't registering it like that, you know. So right now, at that, at this point in my life, from that experience, I can't deal with the cigars. No. Right. Right. I remember that like yesterday. Yeah, you was hurting back there. Like, pull over. <laughs> yeah. 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 And oh, then the man. other one, the other Super Bowl you made it to, you made it to Arizona, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all don't remember year. Patriots versus the New York Giants. I think it was 2008, seven. I don't know, something like seven. that. Undefeated I think it was like season. 2007. Yeah. EP makes it to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Live and direct. But before you got there, go ahead. Tell us about the Super Bowl experience from what you remember. From what I remember, it was it was like, hey, we're going to Arizona. I don't even know if I had ever been to Arizona at that time. And he was like, all right, I'm there. You coming? Yeah, I'm there. So I'm like, who you coming with? Oh, no, I'm coming solo, bro. You know how I roll. you like, all right, cool. Got the flights. Got the hotel. And I think that was remember when you had this thing with – they had us in a bad hotel or something like that, and you had to go to the head coach to make them switch the hotels for the family hotel. You was doing, you was doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, but as I, like I said, it's always a story for something. But basically, real quick, what he's saying ahead. is, I felt like we was undefeated. We doing so great. My family, our family, Patriots family gets to the hotel, the family side of the hotel, and it's not up to par. It's basically a raggedy hotel, and I'm like. I'm not going for this. How are we going to put our families? And we, we're the undefeated team out here in these raggedy hotels. So we went to the team. I went to the coaches and the owners and whatever and had that, you know, replaced. So they were able to move and and, and right. found a better hotel. But go ahead. And it, it was true, though. It was true, though, because when we walked in, it was like a gloomy, weird, dark hotel with wood everywhere. It was like an old hotel, and you thinking like, I'm here for the Super Bowl. Now I'm straight, but like this way, y'all got the family, and I don't know. I guess you got that phone call. Oh man, from somebody. <laughs> it was where? like, it was like I already got a chip on my shoulder. I just need a little bit of a little bit of a push to to ignite me. You know what I mean? I was already right. about to be a free agent. They don't want to give me my contract. They showing me they don't want me to be around. And man, they my I got that call from my. My girlfriend at the time, and she's like, these hotels we stand at are raggedy and ridiculous. Oh, man. All <laughs> hell broke loose in my head. <laughs> right, right. 
And then you know me, I'm over here like, hey, son, you got how many Super Bowl tickets? You got like 14? Yeah. Hey, I can get one. I want to come to the game. <laughs> right. Again. You're like, EP. <laughs> no. Nobody's coming to the game. Not even the mama. Mama don't even come to the game. Mama, mama want to watch it from the TV. So she ain't even coming to the game. She ain't even coming to the game. So Let me tell you, man, if y'all think y'all trying to make it to these games and these athletes, because you know somebody that made it to the game, listen, man, listen. If you take one of them tickets away, it's possibly taking away like seven, $8,000 for one ticket. And he, he probably got like 15 of them. I know right. it don't look like, if you want to say that's not much money to these athletes making millions of dollars. Listen, money is money. Y'all is crazy money. if y'all think that's this. That's a car for somebody, right? I mean, it's just a Super Bowl. It's literally three hours. So if he gave away all the tickets to come watch you, and you've been watching them all season, that's literally a car for someone. It's, it's a college fund. It's a lot of different things in the real world to this spending on three hours. Yeah. yeah. I feel I I understand. I understand. But yeah. that week was cool, though, because we, we was doing – I was a little bit more involved because I think I was, like, out of the league at that time. So, yeah. you know, when y'all came to Jacksonville, it was different because I'm like, man, mm -hmm. we could have been in here. Had we won, we could have had a home game at the Super Bowl stadium, at our home stadium. But now, right. 07, I'm kind of out of the league, right? And yeah. I'm enjoying the festivities. We got this event. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So I, I never forget this. I guess I used to talk about, um, what was the show? Rev Ron's show? What, yeah, what was it called? Yeah. Rev Ron's, Ron's house? Was it Ron's, Ron's house? house? It was popular. 07, that show was popular. And I remember like, son, what, what was her name? Was it Angela Simmons or? It was uh, Angela and then the sister. Vanessa, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hey, son, it's something about that Angela Simmons. Angela Simmons, the one that Yo Gotti goes, the girlfriend now, whatever. Yeah. So back then, I'm like, we used to be sitting around in Miramar. Boy, that girl right there, she all right, boy. If I ever met her, man, I'm telling you, I'll holler at her. you like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Now, this is before social media and all that stuff. You got to understand. Before social media and connections and all that stuff, I get a call. I'm sitting in my room chilling. I get a call from Zunt. Hey, bro, I just got out of meetings. Where you at? I'm at the room. Why are you not here at the hotel? Like, it's happening. Everything's here. Oh, I don't even know. What's up? Bro, I just see Angela Simmons, the one you be talking about. I say, for real? He's like, yeah. Hold on. Now, when you tell it, it may be different, right? But I'm going to tell my version. Right. So <laughs> I say, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to say something huh? You got to take advantage of opportunities. <laughs> hey, excuse, excuse me, Angela. Hey, what's up? That's all I hear in the background. My homeboy, Ben, watch he talks about you all the time. Can you talk to him for a second? She said, sure. <laughs> she like, hello? Sure. <laughs> she got right on that phone. And he was talking, I don't, he, I don't think my buddy could close deals back then. You wasn't really a deal closer back then, were you, brother? I wasn't that much of, I'm like, boy, that ain't no Angela. Hello? Hey. Man, I don't know why he got you on the phone. Who is this? Uh, Angela? <laughs> Simmons? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, what you doing? She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, uh, what what's going on? <laughs> All I know is like, Man, hey, I'm sorry, man. Uh, we ain't get up with you late. Give me the phone back. <laughs> totally blew it, bro. Totally blew it, bro. I'm like, you know, I was so surprised to see her, and it was like, she, 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 rec I recognized the name so much because, or her, because 
He was always talking about it. And it was like we crossed paths in the hallway lobby. And I was like, I have to say something. I have to. And boom. He couldn't close the deal. Y'all, hey, I don't know what y'all could have had because I don't want to say nothing about it. You know, blah, 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 this and that. And the other was y'all. Cause, you know, <laughs> it was Whatever fun. you got going on now, I hope it's, you know, it's, it's cool. You know? <laughs> first of all, you was like, EP, first of all, I don't know why you're not here at the hotel. <laughs> it's like, buddy, buddy missed a lot of things. He missed a lot of things, buddy. We're going to oh, change. We're changing that in 2024. <laughs> Hey, because oh, we're halfway there. Thing. Y'all don't understand what halfway there means. When you get around in that age, you know, you got to weigh your, your percentages in life. You know what I mean? When you're halfway there, three quarters of the way there, you're 20% there. You know what I mean? You got to you got to evaluate. Hey, but now, we, we we already changed that. We we live in now. Definitely yeah. different now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. shout out to Angela Simmons. Though. She she tried. She, hey, she threw it out there. She she laid it up. She, she did the alley hoop. She was... She was like, what's up? What we got? What's going on? And I did not close that deal, brother. Maybe he wasn't ready. Wasn't. He wasn't ready back then. He wasn't ready back then. <laughs> but yeah, that was a little funny experience I had at a, one of my Super Bowls. Like I say, the undefeated year. Y'all know how that went down and all those crazy things. And I can tell y'all that story and practice and things like that. I think I told it before, but we'll get into some other <laughs> things. We're going to get into the Super Bowl predictions. Who do we think we're going to win this game? Did you figure out the favorite CP? What the spread is? You know what? Let me look it up today. You know it changes daily, right? It changes. Let me look daily, it up. Yeah, right. I know. Who now. y'all betting on? Let me know in the chats. Who y'all betting on? Right. Who you got? Who you got? Obviously, me myself. Without you know giving my direct prediction, it's hard to put you to bet against. Patrick Mahomes. Right. It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. But my question is, and I think, uh, you know, EP, you go over um, when you get a chance. But for me, the things I would like to see, this is what I want to see. And I know people keep trying to make up and these, create these narratives for Brock Purdy, but I want to see Brock Purdy play to the same level as Patrick Mahomes in the same game at the biggest game of both of their careers to this point, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that Brock Purdy will be able to challenge and play to that elite capability that he's he's been displaying. And, of course, everybody's trying to take his credit away from him and say that his talent away around him is creating this and making him so successful. Man, that's so much baloney. And... If he wins this game, it's like everybody already has set it up. Everyone already put in their mind that if he wins this game, it's about his team and and the players around him. He really is the puppet in this whole scenario. That's so sad, right? Like, a guy could come out here and lead his team to the Super Bowl no matter what team it is, how good they are, (laughs) the athletes and so on and so forth, and everyone can discredit him because – you got a mouth and Twitter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chances of 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 Brock Purdy and the, and Forty Nine ers winning that game, I think they have a chance. I absolutely think they have a chance. You know, crazy as it sound, um, right. um, they just got to go execute. Christian McCaffrey, he has to run the ball. 
probably he needs to run for probably a hundred yards. You're right. They got to establish the run. If they, they want to win, they got to establish. But not run. just an establishment. He got to be explosive because the other side mm -hmm. is going to be explosive, running the ball and passing the ball with Pacheco and things like that. But right. um, the breakout player is going to have to be Debo. It's going to have to be Debo. I think Debo has to show up big and, and make some big plays against that Kansas City defense. Kansas City defense is very good defense, man. They play really good ball. They, they, they're not playing like the old Kansas City defense. They have a new what, – what, what, what is new about them? They have a new refined thought so mindset. They have yeah. a, a new refined mindset of, of being physical, flying to the ball, the concept of the game, matching up, you know, the defense. And I think uh, that's the difference this year. And I want right. to see if, if they could stop Debo. Of course, they're going to put Snead on him. Or probably, you know, we'll see if Snead is, is playing him. But Snead, Snead is a good player, man. But I, I, right. I see this uh, as, a, as a very, very close game. I see this as a very close game, right? Mm -hmm. Very close game. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the best game of his life, but he does just enough. And I got, mm -hmm. I got, a, I got the, Kansas City Chiefs winning by three. Right. Well, the odds today are uh, their favorite for 49ers. I don't know how this is coming about. And maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know. But the 49ers are favorite. They minus two. So they're favorite to win. Yeah. Kansas City is plus two. The over-unders, I think, is 57. No, mm -hmm. 47 and a half. So they're thinking the whole game is not going to be over 40, 48 points, basically. Uh, right. I got I got Kansas City. And the reason why I think they established they've been here before. Um Mahomes gonna do what he does. Um Kelsey's gonna try his he's gonna be out here. He's trying to have the best game of his career. Kelsey right. is, and you know what I'm saying? He he it's a lot on the line for Kelsey. Like he cannot, everybody, all the Swifties in America is watching what <laughs> Kelsey does. They're following the camera's gonna be following him around. So you already know he's already tuned it out that I got to go out here and have the best game of my career. Um, like I said, though, with Kansas City, the only so that's it. So are, are you saying that's your breakout player? You, you, you're looking forward to Travis Kelsey being the breakout player? I think it has to be Debo Sam. You're thinking Travis Kelsey has to go out there and dominate and put together a great game? Oh, no doubt. I think Travis Kelsey has to go out there and put together a great game. He got to have like eight to ten catches. Um, Pacheco has to solidify the run game. They have to be right. able to run the ball. I yeah. don't think their receivers, they're hoping, they're hoping the receivers receivers show up, which is their weakest part of their whole offense is the receivers. So with that being said, more pressure is coming on to Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. And he has, and I'm pretty sure they're like, if, if this is probably why they're favorite, the 49ers. If we can slow down Travis Kelsey, contain yeah. him, not even stop him, just contain him. Pacheco, keep this run game in check, right? They got a chance to win because outside of that, they're not really they're not three four deep strong on their offensive threats, right? It's all right. Patrick Mahomes making plays. He's creating plays. He doesn't have like a layup every time. So, but mm -hmm. if you look at man for man, that's why probably 49ers are a little bit more favorite to win because they got a long list, brother. They got Christian McCaffrey, they got Brandon, they got IU, they got like you say, your boy um Debo. Coming off the shoulder, he should be feeling pretty good now. They got a mm -hmm. lot of Purdy making plays. They the tight end, Kittle. They got a lot of stuff on offense. 
to where it should be interesting. Their offense is way more loaded than Kansas City offense. So I see yeah. why they're favorite. You know what I'm saying? So it should be a good game, but I still think Kansas City. After talking to you, after hearing myself explain it, I'm almost like 49ers right now. I'm trying to tell <laughs> that was you. A pretty good ass, uh, that's a pretty I'm good sure explanation. Like that. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the odds are the odds and the favorites, however that system is and the computerized uh, equation, how they figure out those numbers and things like that. But, man, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. San Francisco, hey, they, I know they got a lot. Brock Purdy is taking a lot of slack and all that thing, all that craziness. And they talking down on him and trying to discredit him, but man, they play good ball. They play good ball. Right. They good right. ball. No, no, no. And then like, just the whole off. Then it's attitude too. San, um, yes. San Fran is coming into this game like we finna go over here. We got to take this. They're hungry. Like something dramatic, some kind of explosive play. Got to take them off of their high horse right now. But they're yeah. coming in thinking we got this. We can win. Kansas City is coming in kind of like. We gotta sustain our legacy. We gotta go for four Super Bowls, and you it's know, kind of like kinda... Kansas City is expecting to win. You know, and right? That's, you know, that's kind of part of the front runner situations right. and how you be become a front runner. They expecting to win, and that's part of confidence too. So right. thin line, and um, different, they should expect this, to win. It's just a different, just a different two two different teams, two different mindsets, and it's all about who coming in in this game time and commanding their mindset, like. Screw them. Right. Let's go bust them in the mouth. Or when son, or you know what it is? As a football player, who can handle adversity the best? Who can right. handle the turnover? Who can come back when they get that's, scored on? That's and back to my point about what's difference. What's different in Kansas City defense this year compared to the other years and last year? It's the attitude. That's exactly what it is. It's attitude. Right. And I think along with, with with Andy Reid on offense, making the offense become a physical. Uh, a more physical offense compared to the season before, meaning running the ball more than the offensive line be more physical by running the ball. That man, that transpires over and 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 helps the defense. And defense recognize that. Defense feed off that energy. And I think that's the whole overall picture was helping Kansas City thrive on 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 the defensive side of the ball when Patrick Mahone is quote unquote what they say not having such the best year. You know what I mean? They right. want to say. Patrick Mahomes not having such a great year. I guess they want him to throw for 5,000 yards, and he has to be excellent, uh, perfect. You know, the, the better you do in life, uh, people only expect you to keep getting better. You, you know, you can't really do right. can't really do the same or below. They're going to say you fell off. The crazy fell off, part right? Of life. That's, no matter that's how it, great right. you are, you know, you can average 35 points a game for five years, and you th average 33 that next year, you're starting to fall off. Right. Right. That's why sometimes when you have a rookie year that's so great and you come out the gate, the moment you have an average year after your great rookie year, they're going to say you fell off. You're like, why? Why can't I just... Money. <laughs> Money. That's hey, but, uh, but it should be exciting, man. It should be a good game. Lamar Jackson wins the second MVP award. Clap it up. Clap it up. I like that. I take it. Lamar take Jackson, it. baby. Shout out to Lamar Jackson, man, the hometown hero, man, South Florida kid, Broward County. I don't know if you're from Deerfield, Palm Beach, Lauderdale. You know, everybody claims. I think he's in so the Pompano area. I think he's from Somewhere. the Pompano area. Somewhere. Yeah. What do you think? Tell me, is this well-deserved or, or, you know, who, who else should have won? I think in real time, in real time, it doesn't feel as deserved. And I'm just saying, saying what needs to be said, right? It doesn't feel right. as deserved. I gotta because, say what needs to be said. 
All right. It doesn't feel as deserved. And the reason why it's, it's two things I want to point out. But the reason why it doesn't feel as deserved is because he laid the egg. He played absolutely horrible in the AOC championship game. So yeah. it's just like he don't really deserve that. But if you look back over the season, he absolutely deserved it. Like he was dynamic. Yeah. He, he was. But the second part of that, which is kind of weird for me, is that this guy has won MVP two out of the last six years, which is astronomical, to be honest, which is it's a mm-hmm. feat that can't be easily attained, right? Right. But he's not highly promoted, publicized. Publicized. As, like, that's tough, man. And I, and I think it's right what we just said, though. It's like he's a Florida kid, South Florida kid. He does. He talks with the dialect, like yeah, you know what I'm saying, like you know. So, right. so I don't know if the marketing people, the NFL, has embraced his culture to throw him out on commercials and give him subway commercials, and you don't even really see him on commercials. And he's yeah. MVP, two time MVP, two times in a row. That's crazy. It's, it's, right? it's a weird thing that's going on with that. I kind of like you know he shouldn't have to change who he is to try to get that, but he should definitely be talking to the NFL, the face of the NFL right now. As right. a two-time MVP, you know, like that's a hard thing to achieve, brother. It's all about what you want to, what they want to promote, and you know, one thing you can never forget is a business model. This NFL, this whole thing that put together this hit NFL atmosphere is a business. Everyone is here to make money, and um, you know, keep keep making money. So right. promoting a guy like Asante Samuel. Or Lamar Jackson and putting us in front of the TV and letting us talk how we talk and show our swag. They don't really like that. It, it really rubs them the wrong way and things like that. But they can't stop us. They can't stop us. You know, we here now. Lamar Jackson, imagine if I played quarterback. Like, woo, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of things would be uh, questionable out here in this world, you know, how, right. how I'm moving around in these streets, you know, as a quarterback. Y'all probably looking at me like y'all. Like we talking about Donovan McNair, you know what I mean? I'll be like, man, I seen son. Is that y'all quarterback on your team? <laughs> yeah. Just watch me on the field though. Don't, hey, don't judge me out here. I'm, it's two different characters. Like, you know what I mean? Two different don't characters. judge me on my personal. Just watch don't judge me on, the me on my personal, you know what I mean? Away from the field. But my opinion right. on is uh Lamar Jackson winning his second MVP. Is it well deserved? I'm kind of I kind of feel like you, uh, EP, like you said, in real time right now, at this moment, during the season, everything was glitz and glamour, looked it great. But now you come into the playoffs and kind of fall short. You fall short in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a distasteful way. Like it was kind of like, oh man, we we expected way more out of you. And then you know you have other quarterbacks and other possible MVP MVP candidates still going on, which is the Super Bowl. But the MVP isn't based on on, on the playoffs. It's based on the regular season. But the one person I, I would have nominated, and I wouldn't mind have seen whether it was, like I said before, uh, co-MVP or MVP, was C.J. Stroud. Just mm-hmm. coming in as a rookie, the way he played, the way he it, it showed himself, showed his, his humility, his leadership, his skills, his desires to be that good quarterback, man. It was very impressive on a new team with a new coach. That says a lot. Think about it. I don't know how many times it has been done. I haven't done that research, but a new quarterback drafted to a new team with a new coach going to the playoffs in his first year. Right. You know, that's right. an incredible story. And not only that, man, 
the kid was up there. Uh, I can't remember how many yards passing he had, and I know he missed the game or two and things like that. But man, he is very dynamic. He is awesome, man. So that was one person that I would have loved to see as a maybe co MVP or you know shot the world and what possibly have one MVP because I I think he was well deserving. I know they say Christian McCaffrey and whoever else they say. I think C J Stroud. I would have picked C J Stroud over Christian McCaffrey. You know, they like to give a like you tried to say right there that little extra hype to those certain individuals in life. You know what I mean? And Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. He's getting a lot of hype, and right. what? I mean, what has he really done that much? He hasn't broke the record. He hasn't went over two thousand yards rushing. He got combined over, you know, two thousand right. yards. So, you know, right. Lamar Jackson, yeah. he does. He could receive a lot more notoriety. He could be on the the State Farm commercial with like Patrick Mahomes and stuff like that. You understand right. what I'm right. saying? But right. good point. Good point. Yes. Right. But I, I see that with um, CJ. Um, he did win Rookie of the Year. Which is a good, it's a good, and I think sometimes when they do these awards, because I've been to the award show last year, um, the NFL Honor Show live, and I see that they try to spread out the love a little bit. Like exactly. it's not like the Grammys. It's like who do we feel should win? Um, right. You can't argue, right? You can't argue that Lamar won. I do think um, CJ would have made a huge case had he went up there and beat Lamar. He would have made a huge case. For winning MVP, so um, but definitely well deserved. Um, if he don't miss those games, he missed like three or four games. Honestly, if he don't miss those games, I think he has an even better chance of winning MVP as a rookie. Um, yeah, but he did win rookie MVP, which is cool, right? It's good. You know what the snub was though? The snub of what? the year, not was coach of the year. Yeah, who you and think should have won? Nico, right? Come on, man. Do you understand what we as Houston Texans went through last yeah. year, winning yeah. one or two games? He came in as a rookie coach and went to the playoffs. You know how hard that is. Yeah, and yeah. winning, right? And they gave it to Stefani, Steph, uh, Cleveland Brown. I don't want to mess up his name. Steve Stefanski, yeah, Steve <laughs> Stefanski, right. something like that. And gave yeah. it to him, and it has to be the biggest snub ever. Like. How do you not put Miko Ryan's in there? They said either Miko Ryan's or Dan Campbell. I'm still gonna say Miko Ryan's. Like it's that the whole environment culture changed down there in Houston, man. It's crazy that they snubbed my guy for that. Yeah. Well, let's let's break it down. Let's look at it. You know, Steve Stefanski. Right, let me make sure we're saying his name right, right? But let's break it down. We got the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, all they went through. Right? Yeah. All they went through, you, you drafted, I mean, you made this big trade for Deshaun Watson. He ends up on injured reserve. He comes in not playing so well. Um, and the team has no direction. You're trying this quarterback, you back got this backup quarterback. Yeah, you went to the playoffs before with Baker Mayfield. You know, he, he did okay. But you haven't done much since then. And now... You put all your eggs in one basket with Deshaun Watson, and he's not available no more. Not only what is he not available, he is not producing at fifty percent of the the rate we expected. So right. what's next? How do we fix this? Because if I don't fix it, you know what have you done for me lately? My job is on the line, so I have Correct. to figure something out, right? 
So they ground, they go and sign all these picks and try to fill in the quarterback position. They find this old sleeping guy, Joe Flacco. <laughs> guy was sleeping on the bench, Mr. Sleepy. Mr. Sleepy. And you are able to fix the season, move forward, and have a successful season. Go to the playoffs. Potentially look like you would could have made it to the end of uh, the possible Super Bowl. Right. And um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Not saying D'Amico Ryan shouldn't have shouldn't have won, because I, I, that's that's a tough argument. But to let you know, he lost by one vote. I think it was like mm-hmm. one senior vote. Steve Stefanski ended up pulling it off by it was like a tie. Then it was like a senior vote, and that's what happened. And like you no, say, man, man, all this stuff is is uh you know political. They put it in order how they want to put it in order. Right. They put the they make the people win who who they want to make win. They make the votes how they want to make the votes. At the end of the day, that's the truth being told, you know. And if you look and you look at that real time, like I get it. And some people can argue if if he did win, like he really got lucky by getting. Joe Flacco off the bench or off the couch and coming in and winning. That is so rare, right? So maybe they gave him that for that reason because if he gets someone that comes in, they say they would have got Cam Newton off the off the couch and he goes yeah. three and three. Then, it, so really, Joe Flacco got comeback player of the year. Well deserved. So right. did that rub off into the head coach? Because if you think about it real time, right? They went to Houston to go to the playoffs and lost. Mm-hmm. So even on head to head, me and you going, hey son, me and you head to head. We trying to get coach of the year. This coach of the year is on the line. Coach you lost of the, year the game, line. and you still won coach of the year, and you lost the game. I do not understand it. They got my boy Miko, man. That's all right though. We coming back strong hey. next year. Hey man, that scenario sounds crazy right there. How you put it together. You got the two quarterbacks. You got a comeback quarterback. You got a rookie of the year, potential MVP. Then you got two coaches. And then you go head to head. And the coach that loses end up winning coach of the year. That's kind of weird. That is kind of weird, man. uh, Yeah, you might be on to something right there. I don't understand why. Why? uh, How they figure that out. They blame it on the picks. You know how they do. Hey, the votes. It was the voters. It wasn't me. Steve Stefanski <laughs> won by the last vote. <laughs> right. Who voted? <laughs> who, who are the voters? Who the dang voters? Hey, right, the Ronnie right, rule, right. man. Out here to help us uh us black men get our just right. fair doing it. You know, oh, the Rooney. Rooney. yeah, the Rooney rule. Yeah. The Rooney rule. The Rooney rule. Yeah, man. Put it like this. I'm gonna, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say what needs to be said. Had Miko been a white coach, it's no way he don't win. And I'm not even trying to make it a race issue, but it's harder sometimes as a black coach. I'm a black man, so I got to relate to the black man. If I'm wrong, let me know. But it's hard to get obvious stuff sometimes. Like, his year was phenomenal. Nobody's arguing that. I just, I, I don't understand it. Maybe somebody can come and better make me understand how this Stefanski Winning over Miko, I, I haven't heard. Well, the, I haven't I heard. The down. Hey, I gave. Hey, I gave him. I gave him his best shot. 
That was his best shot. I broke it all the way down. <laughs> he had Deshaun Watson, lost Deshaun Watson. All, but when you go head to head, you you come back quarterback of the year and you got the rookie of the year, potential MVP and the two coaches. I mean, right. what else needs to be said? What else needs to right. be done? You know? Right. Because what Flacco did for Stefanski is what uh, CJ did for Miko. CJ is pretty much up for MVP. Like, this is exactly. a whole, you see what I'm saying? So, I got it. Let, let me back off of that a little bit. I don't want right. nobody. <laughs> so, the Rooney rule, like we was talking about, the Rooney rule. Am I pronouncing right. it right? The Rooney, yeah. The Rooney Just in regards rule. to the, the coaches and who they hire and giving op equal opportunity for black coaches, which they did right. pretty good this year. So, the Rooney rule, and, um, you know, I'm touching on it. We've been touching on it before. We was trying to figure out all the black coaches in the NFL, and we had to figure out Mike McDaniels fit in there, and he fits there. He got biracial family and uh, all the things but eric b enemy and we heard a lot about eric b enemy obviously he's a black coach uh he was officer coordinator for kansas city andy reed that's where he learned a lot of his uh coaching style from he's ex-player but there's a lot of talk a lot of negative things said about him and good things you know people come to his his rescue and speak up for him and things like that but i heard him speaking he says he, he, he speaks about his coaching style loudly and vividly. And he says, basically, it's, this is the way he coaches. And he's not changing. And he's a hard culture, hard coaching type of coach. And, and that doesn't sit well with everybody. Everybody can't relate to that the way he may think or feel everybody should relate to. Deshaun, Deshaun McCoy came out and spoke about it. He said, if you realize, Every time Eric B. Enemy comes up for a coaching job, he gets all this hype, all this hype. But no one likes his coaching style and refuses to hire him. That was the words from LaShawn McCoy, who's played with Eric B. Enemy and had a lot of things to say. And he says, the way Eric B. Enemy wants to talk to you, a lot of people accept it and some people won't accept it. Now, he left he left Kansas City. He went to uh, to Washington Commanders. He wasn't as successful. Everybody expected him to be successful, but he wasn't as successful. So my question, I want to know, and it's kind of like the Bill Belichick situation. Now, they come around and said Bill Belichick was off of the job. You know how that goes and things like that. But are these GMs and owners behind the scenes, and do they understand these uh, coaches' personality and their abilities, and that's why they're staying away from them. Because, like I say, Sean McCoy might be right. And that just goes to show how crazy it is for us as men and human beings and have this ego and act like we can't change the way we do things. My coaching style is my coaching style. You can't adapt to nothing else. Like, don't ever be that way in life where you can't adapt to any, any, any other type of way or environment. You know, don't never box yourself in to be, say, my way or the highway, and this this is my formula. This is not everything can be changed. Everything can is different ways to get to the end end result. So don't always get caught up in that. I hate to see people feel like that and say that is it's my way and this is how I coach and so on and so forth. So for me, right. I'm asking: Is the Rooney Rule affecting Eric B. Enemy, or is it just his coaching style and the way he carries himself as a coach? Right. I think uh, the enemy, like I said, I don't know him personally, but they say he's a hard-nosed coach, and I think 
today's culture don't accept the hard old school coaches as much as we did back in the day. We like, you know, it's a, and that's a coach. I think, like you said, you got to be aware of what you get off. It's, it's, it's got to be aware. You got to know who you can push and you got to know who you can pull. Right. Right. And he probably need to go into the situation of pulling guys along when you're trying to be a head coach instead of pushing guys, you better do this, do this. <laughs> yeah. If I was his agent Preach, as a brother. coach's agent, I would probably be like, hey, bro, let's stick to let's stick to the money, right? Let's get this head coaching job so we can forget being tough. Like, you could be tough, but let's just understand how we're approaching the situation. Uh, I think the NFL did a pretty good job, though, with hiring minorities this year. I mean, what was it, three or four guys got hired as minorities? Yeah, you got so Antonio they, Pierce, Mike McDaniels. Yeah. Um, got a few more. Yeah, it's a few more. It's off the top of my head, but yeah. I just think the enemy man. He he's 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 probably a tough coach, and he's not interviewing as good. He's the and what's sad is that he's the next guy in line and can't secure. Like two years ago, it was no doubt he was going to be the next. Head but that's coach what that's what exactly what Lashawn McCoy is saying. Like he gets all the media hype and the media behind him. Get all this hype about getting a new job, next head coach. And boom, nothing never happened. And then it's right. so weird because you leave Kansas City as an officer coordinator to go to Washington Commanders to be an officer coordinator. And was that secretly something Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid understood and, and felt like, man, we, we don't like his coaching style. He too hard. He too rough. We can win without this, you know, and let's let's be, have a peaceful Peaceful parting. You go to Kansas City. I mean, you go to Washington. We'll talk good about you. We we'll give you all the hype and love you need, but we can't deal with it here anymore. Right, right. I, I, hey, I, I, I want to know, Lashawn McCoy. Is that is that the case, brother? Let me know, man, because that's what it seemed like to me. Because it's just weird to just go from team to team doing the same thing. When uh, you know, I don't know if you had the ability to stay there or not. But the Rooney Rule to me, like. Yeah, I don't think this is affecting him. So we can't try to use this, you know, black man power stuff and things like that. We got to let our egos down. We right. can't be getting try behind each other back and back each other up. And we're stuck in our ways and acting like we can't change. I don't want to send my kid to nobody like that. You understand what right. I'm saying? So correct. you have to evaluate yourself first, who you are. Mm -hmm. Go look in the mirror and tell yourself, I can change. I can do better. I don't have to be stuck in my ways. I can I can uh, relate to these younger generation better because everything is recorded on social media. So ain't nothing to hide no more. You will well, be exposed these days. Ain't nothing to hide no more. You will be exposed. And I think that's the problem with these tough coaches. You got the Nick Saban. You got the Bill Belichick, the Eric B. enemies. They can't deal with it. They waving a white flag. You know, Nick right. Saban, he's joining TV. Belichick's probably going to go on the TV. It's because social media, point blank, period. Everything is exposed right. now. So, right. you know. And then I'm, I'm thinking, on. I'm thinking too with the enemy is once, once he goes and like you said, he's interviewing, they're like, we don't know if you can lead the team efficiently. And plus this too. How about this, huh? It goes with the marketing aspect. You coach, you was the offensive coordinator, so we're going to give you credit for this great offense. Well, we don't really know who we're going to get credit for in Kansas City. Is it you or is it Patrick Mahomes? But that was a we part of it. That was a part, a part of, of hyping them up. We're going to give you this credit, but you can't be here anymore. 
We're going to tell right. them you was all a part of this offense. You, you, you called the plays. You designed this offense. You deserve mm -hmm. a head coaching job, but it's time for you to go. But when right. it's time for you to go, we're going to hype you up. We're still going to win the Super Bowl. Right, because all, that's the, all the owners, the GMs, and everybody in the NFL going to still recognize it. So everybody going to see that it's something about you. You, right? right? You got to drop Maybe you Maybe you had an opportunity to coach a generational talent in Patrick Mahomes. And the 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 I'm not saying that he's not a good coach. I don't want to say that. But the situation was granted to you, and it was equal at one point. Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Airbnb? But now you're kind of showing, like, you know how it is, like, is it is it Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? It's the same thing. Like, it's starting to look like maybe it's Patrick Mahomes because Eric, you're supposed to go out and be a great head coach after that, after that, man. And right, you're going down, Patrick going up. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I think that's and, but you're point. stuck in your ways and everybody else adjusting. You know what <laughs> I mean? So you steady talking about I'm coach high coach, and that's where it's gonna be. What, is, what does that lead you to? What does that lead us to in life? It's not just about him. I want to just preach to everybody. Always be able to adjust. Never be stuck in thinking it has to be this way and that's all you know. That is the dumbest, craziest things I've ever seen and heard of in my life when I see people like that. I'm in the track world and I see coaches talking about, oh, I'm only doing this this way and I only do this 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 way. I don't do anything no certain way. I do what needs to be done the, the, to to help the athletes or to get the, the goal accomplished. That's point blank, period. You know, right. and it's just crazy to see people that have that mentality, that mindset, because you'll see, man, that, you know, you run into a... And some people get away with it. Some people get away with it. I can't lie, you know. Some people get away right. with it. Right. So, but, yeah, so, Mr. EP, the truth, you uh, just joining, and, you know, we're having a great time, and everybody love the co-hosts atmosphere but i gotta catch you up on some things and i'm been a critic coach prime you know we all want to see coach prime succeed and do better and 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 win and support him i'm 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 supporting coach prime i support colorado buffaloes don't ever get this stuff twisted but yes i'm a critic and i'm going to criticize the things that need to be criticized so um and that's what i have done in the past but i want you to understand coach prime i'm down with him i'm down with what he got going on if I say something, I see something. That don't doesn't mean that I'm not down. But he has finally found a new defensive coordinator, and um, the the new defensive coordinator, Robert Livingston. Yeah, Robert Livingston, the ex. Uh, I think it was a, a defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. So this was a this a long time. Waiting. Everybody been waiting for him to make this announcement and see who it's going to be. Um, and my question is, because, you know, they made it a big deal. And this, that's the thing, too. We can't get caught up in, uh, me, myself, too. I, you get caught up in Coach Prime, the character, you know, the the moneymaker, the businessman, you know, and, and, and let that get in the way of him as a coach and the things he do sometimes. Because he say some things, and I don't know if he mean everything. You know, sometimes he entertain it. Like you said, when you say, do you believe in all that stuff? I don't get caught up in that. What am I believing in? I don't believe in nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm watching the game. I'm going to see if you win. I don't know what to believe in. I'm not even around to know what to believe in. So I don't get caught up in all that stuff. But I like the progress. I like what I see, you know, and, and things like that. So I, he bringing a lot of kids from our way down there. So how is new 
coordinator, Robert Livingston. And for me, I was scared because they were saying he was possibly going to bring in these big name defensive coordinators, these Hall of Fame defensive coordinators. And, and I was starting to wonder, is this going to be a, a, super, a superstar studded type of coaching staff? Or is it going to be coaches that can get down to nitty gritty and get the job done? So for me, if he would have hired the Ray Lewis, the Ed Reeds, um, and so on and so forth, the Chad Johnsons, you know, just naming names, just the athletes, the Hall of Famers, I think it would have been a bad idea. And particularly at the at, at the at the head at the defensive coordinator job. So for him not to do that, I think he hired the right person. I think it was the right decision. Someone to keep everything mellow, keep everything in check. You know what I mean? Not none of these. Hollywood people that I guy and another I guy because you know Dion, you know mm-hmm. he likes a lot of attention. So every everybody couldn't be around there fighting for the for the attention. <laughs> so for Dion hiring Robert Livingston with some with NFL background leading the NFL team, I think it was the right move. It was a great move. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think everybody sees and understand when he said he he needed seven or eight dogs on that team. You heard that you heard that term before, yeah. AJ? Yeah. I mean, um, EP. AJ oh, yeah, mind. No, I know. Yeah, I definitely heard. I heard it mid-season. So he said he needs seven to eight dogs. I don't think y'all understand and recognize one of them dogs. And then and one of those dogs that was needed. Out of those seven or eight dogs he needed on that front, that front line, the defensive line, offensive line, was the coach. Mm. And Warren Sapp, I think that was the right attitude, the right type of temper you needed to to change the environment and that coaching mm-hmm. on that line. You know right. what I mean? And I think that was a good pick. Now, when we're off the field, I don't know. I don't, hey, I'm just talking about strictly on the field, going to practice, mano a mano, he getting it out of the kids, teaching them how to be tough, technique, get quick off the ball and stuff like that. Hey, when they right. leave the practice facilities, I don't know what's going on. I'm just talking about that was the seven or eight dog right there, Warren Sapp. And I don't think mm-hmm. people recognize that because – you can bring them dogs in, but who gonna get that dog out of them? Who gonna bring right. it out of them each and every week? And Warren Sapp, he, he definitely gonna do it. So, Man, yeah, I don't know if you caught up in all that and, and been following EP, but we gonna get you caught up. But we gonna cover Coach Prime. We gonna continue to coach Coach Prime, cover Coach Prime, cause I love that son too. Man, that son is a is a hell of a athlete, a hell of a quarterback, and I want to see him do special special things. And we gonna see. Man, I, I think that's a great point you brought up when he said he needed dolls. And you got to think, Prime said he needed dolls on week three or four before they started losing. He was like, I need about six, we about six or seven dolls away when everybody was on the train. He kind of knew I'm, I need some more dolls. Now, he also needed that mentality to not just come out and yell because I forgot their defensive coordinator's name that they had. Not even the defensive coordinator, but somebody they had and he was making them stand up in there and hold your head up and he was talking to him tough and I'm like I don't know if you connect but mm-hmm. like you say a snap would connect who can bring it out of you that was huge and then also what I like what Prime did was he went out and hired Robert Livingston I'm not, I'm not even sure if he's a good coach or not I see that he was with the Bengals for a long time exactly. um, he kind of came up through their system I think he's smart because he's a DB guy he coaches the DBs, like mm-hmm. the safeties. Like he, he's that guy. So maybe him and Prime can relate 
and figure figure out like if you can understand that they can get some stuff done. I don't know the connection. I'm actually hiring him, but smart move because most people would think he would make the Hollywood move and just hire a homeboy or somebody he knows, like you say, Ray Lewis or anybody. Come coach these boys. That ain't right. what he's like. Nah, I got a lot on the line. Let me get somebody here. But that was come in. that was the hype behind everything. I guess you know, like I say, you can't get caught up in the character and. You know the marketing of of Dion because he, you know, they put it out there. He was like, "I, I made my hire. You're gonna be surprised. You're gonna love it." You know, it's a big name, and he he built up the hype to hire, hiring this defensive coordinator. And I was just worried. Like I say, he had to hire he had to hire Warren Sapp and Tip Terrell Owens. And I was like, "Man, this is about to be a crazy experience hmm. for these kids." Because I was, you know, me and Philly when we was there, and we had Mike. Michael Vick, Vince Young, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the cornerback. I can't think of his name right off the rip. But we had a pretty much a a star-studded roster. Right. And right. I've seen that plenty of times where a bunch of stars and people, eye guys and people that think they're all this and this <laughs> and that, try to mm -hmm. try to come, come together at one goal and win. No, the role players. You need those role players, the guys that's not worried about attention being on them and, and things like that. So that was one of my worries. And I and I think that was a great, great hire as, as, as far as uh, the culture and and keeping everything intact and and, and not going the Hollywood way. So uh, I, I, was, I was proud to see that and see what the future come. He said, he Man. said, Coach Prime said, I got everything I need. I am good. Right. So we're going to see. And, 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 and the transfer portal. It's big, you know, if y'all don't understand. I, I, you just rolled into what I was about to say. One more hire that Prime did was he hired my guy, Devin Rispress, who was the recruiting guy, coordinator at FAMU, right? FAMU, uh, for all that don't know, they won a national championship this year, and they had a ton of transfer guys come in. So Coach Prime went and hired him to come help out and recruit in Colorado. And he, like, So he's trying to build that thing internally man hey, hey we got to give a, a special shout out to coach prime for that man shout out to coach prime man spawning talent all types of talent athletes uh, uh young men or, or or men to lead these young athletes and and great people to bring in the environment to have around these young men shout out to Devin. uh you, you moving up in the world congratulations right. to you and and man shout out to coach prime like i say finding you giving you that opportunity and you know you're gonna go there to deliver and, and and help the Colorado Buffaloes out, man. So um shout them. Hey, I'm going, I'm gonna criticize. I'm supporting y'all. I, I want y'all to do great. I want Coach Prime to do great. Don't take my criticism the wrong way, guys. Like I just say what I feel. And I'm not trying to to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to take shots. I just, you know, might be a little joking sometimes. Like when I said two of Mr. One, two, three. Yeah, you seen it though. You seen the one, two, three. I, but you know, it's it's all good. It's all good, man. Have fun. But right. shout out to Devin. Shout out to Coach Prime and the Buffaloes. You got that. Seven, eight dog you was talking about. Everything right. you needed. Now everybody got to stay healthy and happy and go out there and tack, man, in this new conference, man. I, I'm I'm excited about that son, man. I like I like Shadur, right. man. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, and Shallow. Yeah, really Shallow good. bring that wood. He come down. Wood, he, he still play old school. I thought he would be cute back there, but he come down. Lord <laughs> have mercy, he come girl. down he here, man. I'd be like, not Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, shout hey, out. Make hey, y'all tune shout in out. to the Super Bowl. This epic Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 is going down. Who right. going to win? Who will win the MVP? Let's, man, let's go make an MVP prediction. And, and we all know everybody picks the quarterbacks. And that's who usually wins the predictions and the MVPs and stuff like that. But give me one. Give me one over there. If y'all don't know, this man is a defensive end. He ain't said nothing about a defensive end yet. So he all Hollywood. He always want to talk about the offense. He ain't said hey, nothing about his uh colleagues out there. No, I know one of the determining factors on that defense, like you said, for Kansas City is the old boy Chris Jones. That joker is good, bro. That D tackle. He is he's what about be Bosa? One of Bosa's good. Bosa's good. Bosa, he, he's but he, he's good. I'm not I'm not taking away from him. But I'm talking about a dog in the middle. See, it's the difference between playing DN, and I knew this. This reason why I didn't play D tackle. You got to be a man in the middle, bro. Ian is cute. You get down, you, you get in your stance, you get ready, you take off, you know, you kind of don't touch me. <laughs> D tackle, you got to stop this run. So I'm gonna put my money on Chris Jones to be yeah, he might not have all the stats, but he's gonna be disruptive. And he's gonna hold down that middle. That dude is good, man. But overall, as you say, I'm I'm predicting the um a MVP game MVP. If I was betting in Vegas, I'm probably gonna have a lot of odds. My hundred dollars would probably end up being five thousand dollars because I would pick Christian McCaffrey because he got to be like number six person to win. And the reason why I'm gonna say Christian McCaffrey, don't don't wait. Hold on, let me finish. I'm going off explosive plays. He is an explosive play. Son, at any point, he may break for 80. He may end up 150 yards off of three plays. So that's who I'm picking. MVP of the game is Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to look like the smartest man in the world on Monday, buddy. Well, I, I was trying to jump in there with you, but he might be the top two candidates for the MVP, brother. Don't get too hyped think so. that you think you, you're making no, a... You got Debo. You got... Patrick, you got man. They, they probably gonna say Christian McCaffrey is the best player on on the 49ers team. Who who is the best? Trent, 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 um, Williams, yeah, Warner, Fred Warner, Christian McCaffrey. You know, man, Debo, Purdy. Debo. Who, who gonna be? Who's the best? If you're talking both teams, I'm not saying I, I got. I, I wish I had the eyes looked up to see because I'm pretty sure you can bet on who's winning, and I'm pretty sure he got to be like. I don't know if he's number one. He may be number one. I don't know. I'm just telling you my favorite to win the MVP. Okay. Yeah. Which is not a quarterback. You said don't get the your quarterback. favorite is they're going to be a lot of people's favorite, which is uh, typical, which is typical of people in us. Oh, you, you know said I mean? quarterback was typical. You just said Patron. Everybody go pick Patrick Mahomes with MVP. I went opposite. <laughs> All right. You so you got uh Christian McCaffrey, man. So, yeah, I'm uh, uh hey, I'm I'm playing safe, man. I'm staying, I'm holding on 20 on the blackjack. I'm not splitting doing anything dumb like that. So I got Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, the obvious pick, pick, you know. Andy Reid, go Andy Reid. Shout out to the best coach ever coaching in the NFL, Andy Reid. Uh, like I say, Donovan McNabb, Hugh Douglas. You want to run that quick Hugh Doug, who story? Or are you good? Oh, it was, yeah, it, it, it was cool. It was just he when I was coming into Jacksonville, he was leaving. That's all. It's, it's just oh, funny yeah, how yeah. stuff comes back around, but go ahead. Yeah, but Hugh, Hugh Douglas is on you. You was there. You saw everything. You saw me screaming every day, exerting myself to the fullest capacity, tired from just talking because – I'm trying to hold this team accountable, the defense accountable, and mostly myself accountable. I come out there every day to make them, to, to bring the energy to make them 
try to beat me. I got a target on my back because of how I'm handling myself on practice on purpose. And this is helping the team get better. Yeah, you remember that, Hugh. You know what I mean? Y'all remember that good old stuff, those good old days in Philly. Donovan McNabb, B. Dawkins, man. So we're going to see y'all Monday. Hey, listen, me and EP, we having a little Super Bowl party and things like that. We got to make sure we get up and be on time Monday because <laughs> it's going to be fresh off the off the, off the post, you know. Fresh. You got to get early and on time. Hey, real quick, though, shout out to my sister, Michelle Thompson. She um, put fam you with the Rattlers in the comments. Hey, hey, Michelle. Shout, hey, what shout up, out, sis. You know what I mean? She's talking about Devin. Devin made right. it all the way to Colorado. Hey, we're going to... Uh, hey, Devin, Devin got to respond and tell us how cold he is up there. I know <laughs> it's freezing, boy. How he adjusted that. He ever been anywhere else besides Tallahassee and fam, you or you don't know? Yeah, I mean, little places, but this is huge for him. This is like a big step for him, man. He putting Tallahassee on the map. You know, we went to high school together, so... Yeah, I've been seeing him. I've been seeing him. I've seen him when he uh, made his grand interest, man. So shout out to Devin, man. Mm. Right, right, right. Hey, brother, so what you got, man? What you got this weekend, brother? What you got? What I got this weekend, man. Oh, man, I got some, some special, something special going on. Man, my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter, Lisa Semi, y'all remember that name? Remember the name? She is running her first track meet, indoor track meet against pro athletes. When you look at the list, I had to hold my heart like, <sighs> My baby finna go run against all these grown women. You got Jamaica on there. You got Canada on there. You got about three Jamaicans on there. Um, you got Canada. Uh, I don't even remember who else on the list. You got, you got but, um, Tia Jones. You got Mahomes on there. You got Tia Jones. She's American. But she's right. running You got Sharika Nelvis. All Sharika these are world-class runners, bro. My daughter is going up there to challenge herself and run against the pros. And this is her... This is her goals and her dreams in life. She want to be a pro athlete. She want to be a, a pro track runner. So it comes on at 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. Eastern, NBC Peacock. Check it out. Yeah. Root my baby on, support. And, man, let's see. I hope she do good. Let's hope she do good. My first time, man, it's going to be a new experience for everybody against these pro athletes. I hope I ain't looking at these pro athletes crazy like, I know you. Oh, look at you. Yeah, why this man keep looking at us like they don't know I be watching them on YouTube trying to learn so I can help my daughter, you know. Hey, but that's a huge man. I I, I know you don't want to over talk it, but it's huge, man. I'm proud of Lisa coming through. I'm proud of you as a coach. You coaching your own daughter. It's almost like the Serena Williams story, man, and seeing where y'all come from, doing the local meets and going to each level. So this is the next step. My brother going to the Olympics is like huge, you know. Hey, think about how many people plays football and get drafted. And, you know, a lot of us get that experience. But it ain't too many people get that experience to go to the Olympics or win the Olympics. That's a mm. entirely different experience. And it's an individ individual experience. So, right. man, if y'all haven't seen that movie, um, King Richard, like my brother EP was just mm. saying, man, that is pretty much an exact depiction of what's going on in my life right now with me raising my daughters, teaching them track, trying to learn the same way he had to do tennis. It's pretty much set up. I'm, I'm probably going to have the same type of movie. I had I to learn for, for years and years how, you know, anybody could run. But being technical, getting over the hurdles and things like that, man, it takes time. You have to learn. Learn is a process. And I thank God I was able to learn and 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 learn a lot to, to get my daughter to this point because it's not easy, man. It's not easy. But y'all tune in. 
Sunday, 1 p.m., my daughter, Lisa Samuel, running against the pros, Bahamas, Jamaica, some Americans, uh, maybe some... Um, Canadians. Uh, that's about Canadians, and that, but that's right. about it. But that's about it. They don't need to bring no more. They don't have a running in too much. Man. <laughs> I mean, so, the first uh, part of the Super Bowl is hey, the first part of the Super Bowl Sunday before we kick off is going to be one o'clock. Everybody tune in. Everybody NBC tune Peacock. in. Then don't be late. Not one o five. Not one o five. By the way, one o'clock. Tune in. One o'clock. You got to catch it quick, real quick. But Monday, man, we'll be here. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about some other experience. We're going to have some crazy stories. Then, you know, in the offseason, we get the offseason flowing, boy. We get them stories rolling. Things get flowing, boy. You start hearing some juicy, some juicy topics, you know? So, all right, man. Appreciate y'all. Till yes, next sir. time, in between time, say what needs to be said. We Let's out. Go. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.